When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. Joining me as always, Mr. Foghorn Leghorn himself. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, how's that chicken coop coming? It's slowly but surely. It's, it's, it's a labor of love, I would say. Uh, the love of not having to pay the current price of eggs is what's driving that labor of love right now. Uh, but yes, it's a labor of love, and uh, we're not there yet. We actually just finished uh, building the, uh, the, actually the, the nesting box where they're going to lay the eggs. And Eddie, just like I mentioned last week, there's a little drawer that goes outside the coop where it just opens it up, and you can grab those eggs right off. So. I'm very disappointed in that, but I do like your farmer work shirt there. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is pretty fancy. Actually, I don't know yeah, yeah. what kind of is. It's a yeah. it's a nice one. I'll be honest. Now you put that on some jeans. I could see you with that jeans boots out there. Uh, you know, hauling hay on your shoulder. Just working away out there. So I just don't want it to get too close to your perfect hair. Yes. Well, I mean, no one wants that. So, uh, Eddie, let me tell you something. I have uh, I have a but you know I have a bucket list place I'm going to this week. I'm going to New York. Yeah. And I'm going to Madison nice. Square Garden. Now, the only other time I've been at MSG. Is for Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez. I was there for a fight, uh, but I'm actually going to go to a Knicks game this week. So nice, yeah. Knicks I've versus to, the Cavs, which will be fun. Okay, I've been to MSG once. It was, uh, I believe, six months after 9/11. Okay, yeah, it was still a uh, an, a weird time in New York City, but I um, I think the circus was in town, so we just got to take a tour, and I got to sit in the Knicks locker room. So that was pretty cool. Sat in Latrell Sprewell's locker. Didn't choke anybody. Perfect. They're welcome. Yeah. Jordan, let me tell you, though. Um, it's not my New Year's resolution, but I'm working on eating better. Low-carb diet is boring, man. I, I just want a burger or some pizza. These grilled chicken breasts are getting on my nerves. You, you get, definitely get tired of that. Yeah. Grilled chicken breasts, broccoli, green beans. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. What you need? What you need is you need a little bit of Louisiana hot sauce, Dustin Poirier style. That's not bad. That's not bad. I got some Creole seasonings. I got, some, I got my Cholula. There you go. But I did run out of my Poirier's uh, hot sauce. Better get some more. The maple. I the maple Creole is good. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll try that. All right, Eddie. Let's get into it. UFC 283. We've got two new champions. It was oh, a fun man. night of fights. And you can just say, you know, Eddie, you were right everywhere all along. Eddie was right about all of it. Um, but that's not to brag about it, but it was a fun night, you know, um, let me see very few, uh, decisions. Yeah. Not on the main card. I mean, uh, and the only one that went on the main yeah. card that went to a decision, uh, should not have gone. And we'll get to that later. Uh, but well, let's start with Jamal Hill both of them. versus yeah. Glover Teixeira. Uh, Jamal Hill dominates Glover Teixeira, wins oh the title 50, 44 on all three scorecards. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, well, last week we talked about this, that if Glover Teixeira can get this fight to the ground, 
he's going to win. If Jamal can get it, keep it standing, he's, he should win this fight. Uh, I was very impressed with the takedown defense of Jamal Hill. Uh, I thought yeah. that I, there's no way that I thought that Jamal, you know, would be able to successfully defend 15 out of 17 takedowns the way that he did. And, and I'll be honest, in that first round when Glover took him down and he was able to kind of maneuver uh, around the mount uh, in, in, out of guard, in and out of guard with ease, I actually mm-hmm. thought we were in some trouble. But when Jamal Hill was able to escape in that first round, first off, that had to give him a ton of confidence. But it also just had to show like this, this fight may not go the exact way that we think it is. Yeah, and coming from a basketball background, that was the biggest worry for Jamal Hill. You know, he's not like coming from jiu-jitsu or wrestling like a lot of these guys. You know, he's just been on his feet, jumping up and down until he got to uh, fighting. So that, that base was nowhere near him. And the way that he defended takedowns, which I got to admit, a lot of Glover's takedowns were kind of lazy Saturday. But the way he was able to get up off his back, that was most impressive to me. Yeah, I mean, that really kind of changed the tone and the tempo of the fight. And I think Jamal Hill, I mean, I really liked how he started throwing those head kicks. I, I want to say, was it the second round where he landed that big head kick that wobbled him? Where he wobbled him? Yeah, that I, was the second I round. I think it was the second round. And I thought, I mean, I, I thought he could have kind of collapsed on him right then and there and gone after him. And, and he tried. Uh, and they both kind of just swang, swung wildly, uh, where I thought, like, oh, my gosh, he could catch him. And then Glover would catch him with an uppercut. I mean, it was just all-out action during that fight. Yeah, and I thought right then it was really good uh, fight IQ of him to not rush and put all his effort into finishing Glover right then. And it turns out to be a smart move yeah. because Glover has a chin of steel. He, he really does. Uh, There's multiple times in the fight that I did think it was going to cl- uh, get close to being stopped. I remember mm-hmm. in the third, I think I texted you and I said, uh, I think Jamal had knocked Glover Teixeira down, but he would not fall. He did not want anything to do with him. He kept like trying to go, kind of go in and out, trying to get shots, um, kind of looping punches on his way in and out. He didn't want mm-hmm. anything to do with him. Yeah, like I said, fight IQ. That was a very smart move. But then when I text you back at the, kind of towards the end of the fourth, I'm like, oh, my God, please stop this fight. And they wouldn't. They just let Glover keep going on, keep taking a beating. It was unnecessary. But if you know it's his last fight anyway, I mean, uh, what's another five minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, well, let's, let's be honest. When he came out in that fifth round and he actually got that takedown and he was moving around, you know, he moved all the way to full mount. I was, I was mm-hmm. nervous that maybe he was going to pull kind of that crafty veteran magic and maybe pull something up. Actually, when I saw him move to mount, I was like, oh, he messed up right there. Because you don't finish anyone from the mount anymore at this level. It's not like 30 years ago when no one knew what to do. And as soon as he got the mount, it was mere seconds before Hill was back up. So against someone with that athletic ability, you don't want to be on the mount. Yeah, Uh, it it was a brutal fight. Glover took a ton of punishment. In fact, uh, Hill set a new record for the most significant strikes landed at 232. That was his hands are got to be swollen. That was to Glover 75. Uh, Jamal Hill becomes the first contender series fighter to become a UFC champion. Uh, But you could just see like this was a moment for Jamal Hill where he was, uh, you know, very emotional after the fight and yelling as well after the fight. Uh, Obviously, this was his dream for him to become a champion. Yeah, it was a. It was a great thing to watch. And, you know, the moment where he kind of knelt down and handed the belt to his coaches, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't say with certainty, Eddie, that, uh, that he is the best light heavyweight on the planet. Um, you got Bellator's <laughs> Vadim Nemkov. Uh, maybe not even the UFC, right? Yuri Prohaska, uh, Magomed Ankalaev. Uh, but he definitely, right? I mean, he is the champion. Uh, yeah, he is the current UFC title holder. That is for sure. But... Um, 
Ryan Bader, Phil Davis, Corey Anderson, Vadim, Vadim Nimkov, Yo Romero even. Who knows? Yeah. No, I I'd agree. like to see it happen, but so we've we, got people to worry about here first. We think about what's, what's going to happen here. So, uh, obviously, Yuri Prohaska, and this kind of throws a wrench into things. Yuri Prohaska told Ariel Hawani on Monday that he's targeting a summer return. Now, that's crazy because we said he, we heard he was going to be out for a year. So he was saying, yeah. like, look, if, if he wants to wait for me, that would be fine. Let, let's take Yuri out of the out of the, the equation, right? Because yeah, because I don't believe that one bit. If Yuri's ready and he's good, I don't want him to rush back. I definitely don't want that. Um, but what do you do, right? You had Magomed Uncle Live. We, I think you and I both picked him to be the champion at the end of the year. We probably mm-hmm. both think that he is the best light heavyweight in the UFC that's available right now. Um, but the question is, is Dana White happy with him? You know, they just fought Jan Blachowicz. They fought to a draw as opposed to like running that back as a rematch. They said, no, forget it. You're out. You're out. Maybe we're going to put uh, Glover versus Jamal Hill. Maybe they go with someone like, like Anthony Smith. Well, I think Anthony Smith kind of deserves it. You know, he's kind of been sitting back, just doing his thing, being a good ambassador for the UFC, doing TV and stuff. And I'd like to see Hill face Smith for the title. And on the undercard, have Jan and Ankalaev rematch. Because you really can't choose between the two who's going to get the next shot because of how their fight ended. And unless someone gets injured, I don't see how you pick one. Yeah, I, I actually like your idea. I think, I think give it to Smith. Uh, I don't think uh, – do you think that – Hill is going to be a long-term champion at uh, at light heavyweight. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no. Yeah, I, I don't think I so mean, either. Like I said, look like Glover's takedowns were kind of lazy. Ankalaev will be uh, will be a different beast. Yeah. Uh, after the fight, Glover took off his gloves and announced his retirement. So to an empty arena, man. He What's did. Up with that? Well, it was better than what happened in the Brandon Moreno fight. So Brandon Moreno defeats Devison mm-hmm. Figueredo. It was a TKO doctor stoppage. Uh, it was a great win for Moreno. He was winning that fight. Uh, he caught Figgy yeah, he with was. a looping punch where the knuckle of Moreno looked like it just, you know, it completely shut the eye of Figueredo. Uh, the doctor came in and he, and obviously, you know, he could clearly not see out of that eye. And, and you hate to see the, that fight end with a doctor stoppage. But having mm-hmm. said that, that was completely done by Moreno with intent. Yeah, it's not like an accident. He punched him in the eye. Yeah. You know, people talk all the time when they're talking smack, oh, I'm going to dot him in the eye. He literally did, and he looked like Popeye. Yeah. Uh, you picked Brandon Moreno to be the flyweight champion at the end of 2023. The guy I picked was actually in Brazil. He was the backup fighter, Alexander Pantoja. He met up with Moreno backstage, wants his title shot. Uh, Pantoja's got two wins over Moreno. I think that's what you do next. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to cost the guy backstage. Like, dude, let him. Did you let see? Him take a leak. Did you see the let video? Him take food. No, they were like I hugging. I, I thought that Brandon Moreno kind of blew it out of proportion. Like the UFC has the video up, and like they were hugging and smiling. And I, I thought, I thought Moreno made too much out of it. Well, he just said that he was asking for his for his fight. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Don't, don't ask me for a date right now. Just let me give me some time. Well, right. I understand yeah. that, too. Uh, so Figueredo took off his gloves in the octagon, but he just announced that he's moving to the Bantamweight division. And and while I like Devison, I just I don't feel great about him moving to, uh, uh, you know, the, the Bantamweight division. Yeah, Bantamweight is a murderer's row, so my expectations aren't very high. He's going to be older and smaller than most of the guys in the division. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gilbert Burns defeats Neil Magny via, via first-round submission. Uh, he just really kind of made it look easy. Uh, you know, he, he was on the top. He moved from, from, from guard to half guard to side guard, and then he did like a routine, uh, you know, a routine uh, triangle choke. I mean, I thought it was yeah, just... he, Apparently, he promised his wife that he would uh, win by submission. Okay. So he, went out, he had to go out and choke him out. 
Yeah, I mean, Gilbert's still elite in the division. Uh, he calls out Colby Covington after the fight, and, and obviously if Colby doesn't want it, I think he, you know, he should fight maybe Bilal Muhammad. And let's be honest, Colby doesn't want it. And actually, <laughs> Gilbert Burns went on, on, on in the press conference for a while about how much Colby said that he likes him and how much he enjoys watching what he does. I'm like, Colby doesn't want to fight Gilbert Burns, not at all. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Andrade defeats uh, Lauren Murphy. <laughs> Gosh, 30-25, That was terrible, right? Like, that fight, I know that Lauren Murphy came out and said that she doesn't, she's not mad. She's glad that her corner didn't stop the fight. Uh, but that was just ugly, right? She was dominated it by was. Jessica Andrade. Uh, and I disagree. I disagree with Murphy because if you look at what happened, there was no need for her to take that damage. And she took most of the damage in the third round of the fight. Andrade, launched, she landed 95 significant strikes in round three. That was the most of any of those rounds. Oof. 78 of those were to the head. Uh, I just, I don't need to see that. Now, on the flip side, so I, I don't want to talk about Lauren Murphy. I think, I think it was, you know. Yeah. By it, the end of the fight, she looked like an alien. It, it, was, it was not great. What I do want to talk about is Jessica Andrade. She is, uh, you know, what do we do with her, right? I mean, is she the next in line for, you know, Valentina Shevchenko after this? Man, that's a, that's a good uh, question. Uh, Lauren Murphy, uh, Alexa Grasso's next, right? Yep. So, um I think didn't Manon Fiora say she wanted another fight before she stepped up? Yes, she does. I mean, gosh, that would be that would be a brutal fight there. And so she, maybe her and Andrade. Remember, yeah. she does have a loss though. Jessica does have a loss to Valentina Shevchenko. She, you know, that was at the Jacksonville fight, the first one back with uh, with crowds. So, hey, she beats the number one contender. Yeah, she'll I, be right there. That, that would be a good matchup right there. Uh, Johnny Walker defeats Paul Craig by TKO. Uh, Craig caught the front kick of Walker. <laughs> And then as he caught it, Walker's just like hitting him oh my big God. right and then falls up with like six shots before Walker goes to the or before Craig goes to the ground. And then he hits Craig with some, you know, shots to the side of the head uh, before the rep finally yeah. steps in. I'm sitting there, Dave and Buster's going, dude, let go of the leg. But I think Paul Craig just kind of seized up after that first shot and uh, didn't really know where he was or what to do anymore. What I didn't like, so we were at Buffalo Wild Wings and I don't want to throw shade, but I'm going to throw some shade right now. Well, they they couldn't get it together. Like, they could not get it together. Like the, show, the fight didn't even come on until after the Johnny Walker-Paul Craig came on. They're like, oh, we don't know where it is. We can't find the fight, and, like, it's not working. I was like, well, oh guys, God. 20% of the fight is over. I would like 20% off my bill. That didn't happen, but kind of kind of disappointing there. A uh, couple other fights, Eddie. Bruno Fajeta defeated one of our guys, RoboCop, oh, Gregory man, Rodriguez so by KO. That was, I mean, this was, it was, you know, RoboCop was supposed to fight Brad Tavares on this fight card and uh, Tavares had to come out. So Bruno Fajeta, he came in just, a, you know, just a week ago. And I thought, you know, that was, that was unfortunate for our guy, uh, RoboCop. Yeah, it was, that was a, that was a pretty shot. He blasted him with just a straight left. I mean, oof, uh, that was rough. How about uh, Shogun? He hit RoboCop's off switch. Yeah. Uh, Shogun, uh, Eeyore Poteria defeats uh, Shogun Hua. Again, we don't like, I, I, I didn't like this last week when I told you. I, I didn't like that. No. They're matching up Shogun with, with younger guys, that guys that could knock him out in the first round and then, you know, do some like celebration dance and like, putting a gun at, uh, at Shogun. Yeah, uh, why couldn't they find some other old guy to fight him? What does UFC gain out of this? I don't know. I mean, I don't even remember the guy's name. I just remember he's from Ukraine, and he did a dance. Yes, I didn't love that. Like, they didn't, they didn't make a star. They didn't get any shine off of him. He didn't, like, pass the torch. They just ruined Shogun. How about the uh, – yeah, and so, obviously, happy trails to, uh, to Shogun. Enjoy your retirement. Yes. And, actually, please stay retired. Don't come back. Uh, and yes, then – Wish you all well in your future endeavors. Yes. How about the Bonefim 
uh, Bonfim brothers. You got Ishmael and Gabriel. They both picked up, uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, they both picked up wins. Man, you know they had to do some uh, knockdown dragout fights at home. But Ismail got a performance of the night bonus for that uh, knee knockout. Over Terrence McKinney. Yes. And I think he needs to share that with his brother, though, because he got a sub in under a minute in the first round. I'm like, how do you skip that guy? Yeah. They need to share that at least. They, yeah, they probably deserve to get that. Uh, I no, mean, you know, Ismail's going to be holding that over his brother's head. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised there. Uh, Jalton Almeida defeats Shamil Abdurakimov. Uh, second round TKO punches. I thought that I thought Jelton Almeida. I think he's another guy that could be a problem in uh, in the heavyweight division. And then Tiago Moises, uh, his win that face crank, ah, man. Like you know when you're watching, you see like chokes and everything. Like they're mm-hmm. bad, but neck cranks, man, they just hurt. Oh. So, and you know, hey, maybe at some point he needed his neck popped. Yep. Uh, Eddie, no, no, no. At the end of the day, we've got a new champion at light heavyweight. We've got a new champion at flyweight. UFC 283 in the books. They're going to come back. UFC 284, that's going to be in Perth. And we saw uh, Islam Makachev and Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, they, they did show some promos for that. So, guys, that's UFC 283. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Fight Night on 104.9 with Jordan and Eddie. What's up with that? Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. The weekend still jam on What's Up With That? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? With value, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. I'm Eddie, that's Jordan, and Jordan, it was back, it snuck up on me, but SNL came back this weekend with the lovely and vivacious Aubrey Plaza. Okay, vivacious is a joke, but I love her attitude. She's, uh, she's cute, she's funny, and... I don't know, just her blase kind of attitude. Um, I don't know. It, it works for me. You know, I think I missed my calling, Eddie, in life. I think yeah. I, sh- I should have been an NBC page. I, I could have gone from that. NBC page to future SNL host, and I wouldn't be slumming here with you right now. Problem is you were on the other coast on Saved by the Bell and its uh, sequels. I think John Krasinski, I think he was, uh, he was a page, I think, as well. I think he worked on Conan. I believe so. Oh, it's fun times. It is fun times. So, yeah, but if you saw the show, dude, um, uh, Bo and Yang doing George Santos, that was incredible. And then the, uh, the black Lotus sketch. Yeah. That was probably a highlight. And I, Sam Smith, I've heard that, uh, that song before had no clue what he was saying. I had to turn on the captions. There you go. Now, you know, Jordan, the UFC on Saturday night announced the first fighter in its 2023 hall of fame class. What's up with that? Yeah, so on Saturday night in Brazil, UFC 283, the UFC announced that the King of Rio, Eddie, the King of Rio, Jose Aldo, is going to be going into the modern wing of the UFC Hall of Fame. Now, this is well-deserved. Maybe he's, not, maybe he's not the first guy that you think of when it comes to Brazilian MMA that would be put into the modern wing. Maybe maybe a guy named Anderson Silva could be in there. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you know maybe he's Hoist not on the, on the— Are you in there? Well, he's not modern. He would be on the— Oh, yeah, yeah, the modern, old, yeah. yeah. So modern wing. Uh, but 
Uh, Jose Aldo is well-deserved. Uh, I remember his matchup, obviously, going back to like the WEC days, Uriah Faber, and what how he brutalized. Uh, I remember those pictures of Uriah's legs after that fight. Oh, uh, if man. you remember, so Aldo came to the UFC. He was the WEC featherweight champion, and he was awarded the inaugural UFC featherweight title. He defended it seven times until he lost it to Conor McGregor in 13 seconds at UFC 194. He then got the title back when Conor was stripped of the, of the belt. He actually beat... Frankie Edgar uh, to win the interim title, uh, but then when Conor was stripped, he was promoted to the interim champion. Uh, that was UFC, I believe, yeah. two hundred. Uh, I will tell you uh, something funny that, that Jose Aldo said to the crowd or, or to the media this week that when he was at UFC two hundred, Conor actually left some red panties on his uh, on his hotel door. That's creepy. Game of red panty is- night. So that is beyond creepy. So one thing, Eddie Aldo's making his boxing debut on February 10th as part of Shudo Brazil boxing. So he's, he's still going to be in combat sports. And you have to wonder why they went with Aldo first instead of someone like Anderson. I, well, I, I know exactly because Anderson but just fought Jake Paul. That also they were in Rio for this pay-per-view and who's the king of Rio. Yep. That's Jose Aldo. Exactly how I introduced him earlier. There you go. Exactly. Uh, now, Jordan, Speaking of people you'd like to introduce, your favorite fighter, Super Sage Northcutt. He's back. He back. I promise. What's up with that? Yeah, so after a four-year layoff, Super Sage is returning to face Ahmed Michaba at One Championship's U.S. debut on May 5th at the First Bank Center in Broomfield, Colorado. Now, we haven't seen Sage since he was brutally knocked out, remember, by Cosmo oh. Alexandra, uh, Alexander his face. back in May 2019. So, uh, one on Prime Video 10 is going to be headlined uh, by the fight between for the one flyweight championship between Demetrius Johnson and Adriano Marais. So that's pretty exciting. That's a rubber match. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Now, Jordan, quick question. Do you think between now and May we can get a visit from Sage Van Zant? Well, Sage Van Zant for him to catch us up on. There's probably a lot going on in his life. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. You know, he, he's, he's probably deep down there. He's probably he's probably just waiting to come out. Hey, just uh, give him a shout. He's got time. To squeeze us into a schedule between the sit-ups and the uh, protein shakes, all right? I will see what I can do. Give him a shot. All right. Now, Tyson Fury, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, has responded to Francis Ngannou, the lineal MMA heavyweight champion of the world. What's up with that? Yeah, so, so Tyson spoke with Radio Raheem this week, and he said, Francis Ngannou, I know you're out of your contract with the UFC. If you want to earn some big boy money, come see the Gypsy King, and let's do a big, big fight for the baddest MF on the planet. Let's kick it up spicy in a cage, four ounce gloves under Queensberry rules, and let's have a referee like Iron Mike Tyson. Now, I'm not sure when this will happen. Obviously, we know that Fury's is deep in negotiations uh, with uh, with a champ versus champ matchup against the WBA, the IBF, the WBO, and the IBO heavyweight champion, uh, Alexander Usyk. Um, but I think we both know, Eddie, that Ngannou is going to go box. And so it sounds like this is going to happen after that. Let's say Fury wins. Do you like that, you know, Fury's out here trying to make, like, some special rules? Or do you want to see Francis Ngannou fight for the undisputed title? Either one, man. I don't care. I just want it to happen. And I want Ngannou to, as Fury said, make some big boy money. Well, so I hope so. So either way they do it, I'm good. But what I'd like to see is uh, not exactly like Fury said, but I'd like to see the four-ounce gloves in the boxing ring. Interesting. Well, he needs so, to make some big yeah. boy money because he's, he's only going to get one chance to do it. Yeah, and then he can bounce around to different MMA promotions and become the belt collector. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Now, Jordan, what I know you really want to see 
is Dana White's Slap Nuts League. So, uh, but I'm, I'm wondering, did you watch it this week? Uh, I don't think that many people did. What's up with that? I didn't watch it. And, and just a side note real quick, Eddie. Uh, did you know that I used to have a Slap Nuts shirt from Jeff Jarrett? Back in college, I did have a shirt <laughs> that said, listen up. Uh, and I had a guitar that I smashed people over the head with. Um, no, but I want videos and pictures. Yeah, I did have a shirt. Uh, I didn't watch it, Eddie. And actually, uh, after 970,000 people watched AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, almost 700,000 changed the channel for the Power Slap League. Uh, it landed at uh, number 45 on the all cable ratings. It averaged about 295,000 viewers over the one hour broadcast, earned a 0.1 share in the 1849 old demographic. So, in the words of the great Chris Jericho, Power Slap League is not. I repeat, is not the demo god, Eddie. Wow. But a lot of people, I mean, they've been, there's been a lot of backlash online. Chris Nowinski, who's been very vocal on, uh, on, on just brain trauma and damage in sports, uh, he mm-hmm. was very critical. He's you know, is, are we just going to do like who can survive a stabbing next? That's, I think, what he tweeted out. <laughs> um, but this if you is, remember, he was, a, uh, he was a WWE wrestler who he had to was. retire from concussions. But so that's why he got into the brain trauma. Anymore. I don't know of anybody who's like, this, this was awesome. Like, I, I, I've never seen anyone say that yet. Did I got to admit. Did you watch? No. Uh, someone at work came to me Monday and started talking about it. So I'm like, oh. All right. So there's one. I, I know one. So you know, you know one crazy person. Yeah. Anyway, last bit of news for me, Jordan. Did you see the news about Luke Rockhold? I did. What's up with him? I did. Luke Rockhold, he spoke with Ariel Hawani on Monday, and he told Ariel that he's actually a full-on free agent now, uh, free and clear. He asked for his release from the UFC. When did that happen? He had a couple fights left on his contract, and the UFC released him. Uh, Rockhold moved back to California from from Florida. He's trying to reinvigorate his career. He said that he he could go box. Uh, He'd go to PFL, to Bellator, to one. He also said, you know, maybe he'll take on some YouTubers. So uh, we all know what that means. Uh, Luke. Let, let me let, let me holler at you, buddy. You have one thing to do, and that's one one thing only: modeling. Don't do mess that. that face up. Don't mess that face up. Why would you do this? Just go stand still and look pretty. Make lots more money than you would in the UFC. What are you stupid? Kind of agree. Jordan, hit us with some new fights. All right, so we've got an additional fight on UFC 285. Women's flyweight champion Valentina Shevchenko is going to face Alexa Grasso. Oh, yeah. Women's flyweight title. Uh, UFC Fight Night 221, the main event, Marab Valashvili versus Pyotr Jan. I love that fight. Uh, UFC no, 286. I'm on a boat that you, night. You got Jack Shore versus Makwan Americani. You got Gunnar Nelson versus D-Rod. Uh, and Mohamed Mokayev versus Jafel Filo. Uh, UFC 287, Raul Rosas Jr., the like 18-year-old wonder, uh, versus Christian Rodriguez. And then uh, a few fights on uh, on the April fifteenth card: Bill Aljo versus T.J. Brown, just Dustin Jacoby versus Azamat Mirzakhanov, uh, Edson Barboza versus Billy Cube, Billy Quarantil. That's a great one. Chris Gutierrez, that's the guy who who knocked out Frankie Edgar uh, in his final fight versus Pedro Munoz. That's great. Groovy Lando Venata versus Daniel Zellhuber. I know you like him, Eddie. Uh, you also, on the next week, you got Jared Gordon versus Bobby Green, Ricky Simone versus Song Yadong. That's a baller fight. And then over in Bellator, we got a couple Valentina Moldovsky versus Linton Vassell, uh, James Gallagher versus Landro Higo. And then in Paris, you got Douglas Lima versus Costello Van Stinas. Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that, guys. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to the guys behind Melee Fighting Championship. There's a fight this Saturday, excuse me, this Sunday. 
at uh, at three o'clock here in Austin, Texas. So come on back right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with that? What's up with that? This is Super Stage Northcut, and you are listening to Fight Night with Mr. Wahlberger and Mr. Cross on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. All right, welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Guys, I'm excited. We got an event coming this Sunday to Austin, Texas. It's the Melee Fighting Championships 2, and joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline, we got Jeffrey Meadows, we got Rob Imposado, and Esther Cho uh, from Melee Fighting Championships. Guys, how are you doing? Doing really well, man. Uh, we just... Uh... We're really uh, grateful to uh, uh, be able to come on the show and, uh, you know, let the, uh, the uh, y'all's uh, community know, you know, what we're doing and generate a buzz and give some stuff away. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. We're excited. We are excited that you are here. And most importantly, I mean, I'm excited that we're having fights in Austin, Texas. So this is so it's this Sunday. The doors open at two o'clock. Fight starts at three at the Coliseum in Austin, Texas. Tickets are on sale right now. Uh, I think we're going to give away some tickets this week. I know that we're working on that right now, uh, but you can go to MeleeFightingChamp.com. Uh, but, but guys, tell us a little bit about kind of Melee Fighting Championships in general. So, um, yeah, man. So really, Rob came uh, to me with this idea. Um, we were putting on uh, these smokers that were bringing in um, hundreds, hundreds of people. And uh, so we wanted to go bigger. Um, you know, we know Austin, Texas has not had a fight promotion in about 16 years. I believe it was King of Combat um, quite some time ago, you know, and, and we know that the city of Austin has been itching to see some live uh, sanctioned fights. Um, so, you know, we put our brains together. Um, it took us about 17 months to get our fight license, um, you know, with the commission. Um, great guys over there. Um, but we got our license. And then we just kind of hit the ground running, you know, and our first show was sold out at the Palmer Event Center. We had, I think, 17 um, amateur um, fights, um, all sanctioned by the state of Texas. And it was it was a really cool event, man. I think only um, two of the fights went to decisions. The rest were uh, TKOs, KOs and submissions. Um, but yeah, man, that's kind of uh, everything in a nutshell. And uh, this next show is going to be really, really exciting. We have some really big names um, that's going to be in the crowd um, that we can't release yet. Um, but we're already sold out of uh, 40 VIP tables. Um, we're almost sold out of our premier seating. And then we have general admission tickets left. And I believe that we are actually going to be giving away a VIP table. Yes. So um, that's uh, – that's, they're 750 bucks. They're cage side, and they hold eight people. So that's uh, one of our big prizes that that we're excited to give away to uh, your community. That's awesome. We we appreciate that. So so stay tuned, guys. We'll, we will talk more about that of how you guys can win a VIP table this Sunday at Melee Fighting Championships. Uh, what's interesting about so you, you mentioned before on the first card that you had it was it was all amateur, and so I know this time you guys are going to have some professional fights. And and actually, it's not just MMA. It, it's MMA and kickboxing, right? So, yes, so this is a hybrid um, a hybrid card. We will have about, I think, three um, amateur kickboxing bouts. 
Um, and on this show, we will not have any professionals. Okay. Um, just because with the state of Texas, we we needed to do a couple more things um, to stay in compliance. Um, but being a new promotion, you know, um, when they say jump, we say how high. So that's just uh, what it is. But on our on our third show moving forward, we will have pros. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be bringing pros in from Las Vegas, from uh, Extreme Couture's, one of the big gyms. Uh, we got some really big names uh, that's going to be coming down in the future shows. That's fantastic. So so I guess how did you guys what, – what's your connection, right, with, with MMA? Why did you guys decide that, hey – uh, I, I would love to be a promoter for, for fights. Well, uh, I do know Rob. Rob had his uh, um, MMA career a long time ago. You know, uh, they're veterans, and, and uh, they've got some amazing stories behind that. And then me, myself, um, I actually i am the owner of Black Sheep Boxing and MMA, um, which is right next to Rob and Esther's gym. They own Big Tech's gym, which is one of the top strongman gyms in the country. And uh, we're all in the same shopping center. And uh, that's kind of really, we just had a passion for fights. And most of all, we had a passion for helping people and giving people a platform to become successful. Um, and that's really where it all, you know, stems from. And then everything else just kind of fell into place through a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hard work. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. So I, you mentioned about giving back, and I know that you guys are supporting a, a nonprofit here, but also I, I believe that you guys have given, I think it's half-off tickets for uh, servicemen, for people that are in the, in the police. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, we pretty much, it's 50% off general mission tickets for all first responders, law enforcement, EMTs, um, veterans, um, who am I missing, guys? So we got first responders, law enforcement, EMTs, veterans, both active duty and, yeah. uh, you know, that's really. So, yeah, they uh, they show their ID at the door um, and then literally their ticket is their ticket price is cut in half. Um, you know, with Rob and Esther being veterans and, you know, serving our country, um, they've always been a huge advocate um, for helping give back um, to everybody, you know, that are on the front lines in, in the states. That's awesome. Well, good. I, I think that's uh, that's great that you guys are doing that. Uh, guys, you're listening to Jeff, uh, Rob, and Esther from Melee Fighting Championships. We're talking about Melee Fighting Championships 2 this Sunday, January 29th at the Coliseum right here in, in Austin, Texas. Doors open at 2. The fights start at 3. Let's, let's talk about some of the fights here. So it looks like the main event, we've got a 155-pound title fight, Rocky Scoggin versus Scott uh, Bucksock. Tell me about that fight right there. Man, actually, I think Rocky's one of the top amateurs right now in his division. And uh, he's he was on our last card as well. Um, he put on a really exciting, uh, really, really exciting fight. And in order for these cats to um, be eligible for a title fight, um, they have to be on a winning streak. And they have to be approved by the state of Texas. Um, so if they're on um, they're on the main card or co-main, um, they're, they've earned their way there. Um, they're not just a random pick. Um, they have put in the, the put in the work. Um, the commission has proved of their title fights, and um, it's going to be really exciting. And it's the same, right, with with uh, Alexander Bernal and uh, and Andrew Carvalho. Is that right? Yes, yes. A Andrew's a very exciting fighter. Um, I know him personally. Um, I've heard uh, really good things about Bernal. I, I don't, I haven't seen him fight before, um, but I have heard him. Um, very, very exciting fighter. Um, and a lot of these cats are in the local area. So it's really, really, I know it's really enjoyable for them to not have to travel out of town um, and they can fight in front of their friends and family. 
Um, it's a little more convenient. Um, and that's, you know, I think that, that that's really the biggest thing about having these promotions in Austin um, because Austin, Texas is becoming the mecca of combat sports, you know, in the United States from jiu-jitsu, uh, Muay Thai, and uh, uh, boxing, and, of course, MMA. Uh, I know Muay Thai is probably one of the fastest, larging, growing combat sports in the United States right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, we just wanted to do something that, that hasn't been done before. Uh, and, and it's been, it's been a, a challenge, but it's something that, that I, I believe that we are doing. And if y'all are able to make it out to this next show, uh, you're going to get to see exactly, um, you know, what we're talking about. Um, our first show, we sold about 196 pay-per-views. Um, this show we're projected to probably triple, triple or quadruple that. Um, just because we have some really exciting commentators and we've got Eric Nixit coming down with extreme couture. He's MMA coach of the year, the top, uh, one of the top coaches in the country, in the UFC. We've got, um, Andrew Craig, UFC veteran. We've got the jujitsu master, which is another huge, huge veteran. Um, and then we have Justin Wren, which is also a pioneer in, in the, uh, uh, in the industry of combat sports. Um, and then we'll also have some really exciting um, former UFC fighters that are current um, and retired from the UFC in the crowd at some tables. Um, and it's just going to be it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a really cool show. And, get, and you're going to get to meet some really cool people. That's awesome, man. It, it's nothing like seeing fights live. Uh, I, I love I love when we get out there and I love that you guys are doing it right here. And and why? Why the kickboxing as well? So I mean, obviously, combat sports in general. um I, the idea behind having kind of a hybrid event of, of both kickboxing and MMA. Well, for one, I mean, you got a business standpoint, of course, um, we could hit a different target audience. Um, and a lot of these cats that train, um, they really just train striking. Um, they're, they don't have a passion for jujitsu, um, but they could still go pro in kickboxing. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of big, big promotions out there where they could still get on a big stage and provide uh, money for their family, still make a name for themselves. Um, so we didn't just want to hold our target audience straight to mixed martial arts. And, um, you know, we got it approved by the commission. Not too many promotions do that. Um, and uh, but yeah, so that's something that we will be doing indefinitely is having hybrid events. Um, you know, soon we're also going to be having um, a, a melee um, grappling series. That's going to be coming up probably towards the end of the year. It's where we're going to be focused on just jiu-jitsu tournaments. Um, but that's really the, the, the main – one of the main reasons is uh, to give those guys that, that um, are only focused on striking a platform to be successful as well. That's awesome. And, and you mentioned before that you're going to have pay-per-view. How can people order the pay-per-view? How can they check that out? Yeah, um, so they can order the pay-per-view through uh, ADL. Um, you'll go to ADL.com, and uh, they'll be able to get it there. There's links all through our uh, social media as well that provide the links that will go straight through to the pay-per-view um, for that. Yeah, and our website, uh, MeleeFightingChamp.com. Awesome. And you can get to the tickets as well. So obviously, we have people that listen that aren't here in Austin that I'm sure would love to still see it. Uh, but those who are in Austin, Texas, you can still go. There's still tickets available. MeleeFightingChamp.com. You can get tickets there. Uh, any other fights, guys, that you just you think, hey, you got to watch this one. This is this is a good guy. This is an up and comer. Someone else we should be aware of that's fighting this uh, this Sunday. To be transparent with you, um, our matchmaker, uh, Robert Casper, he is uh, he's a pioneer in Austin, Texas. He's got over 20 professional fights. 
he's been um, fighting since his first fight was at 18 years old. And so he's also, he's our matchmaker. So he's very, very strategic whenever he puts these fights together. So I could honestly say every fight that we have on this card is going to be exciting. We've got um, Philip Houston is a, a good name to watch out for. We've got Jay Chow. Um, I mean, some of these cats, I mean, they train, um, they train three times a day that they're full-time athletes. Um, so, so they're going in to bang it out and, uh, they always put on a really, really good show. Um, so I would really, man, just, uh, just tune in, um, from the first fight all the way up to the main event. Um, it's going to be exciting. Uh, just like on our first card, we only had two fights that went to a decision. Um, every other fight was either a knockout um was either a tko um got submitted um and it was yeah it was just super exciting the uh co the uh, community was electric and uh yeah it was just a lot of fun awesome i i can't wait guys and uh, and looking forward to the event this sunday uh we got jeff rob and esther from melee fighting championships there are still tickets available but better than that guys you can win a vip table uh stay tuned to the horn this week uh Follow them at, at uh, Melee Fighting Championship. And if you're in the area, come try to come. Uh, it's going to be a great afternoon to fight. So let, let me jump in real quick because we also got a couple more giveaways, brother. Not just the VIP table. We have two premier, two, two premier seats that we're going to be giving away. We have two Eagle Eye seats that's going to be given away. We got three general mission tickets that will be given away. We have two T-shirts, two hats. And we're also giving away um, a free month membership at Black Sheet Boxing, which is the facility I own, and a free month membership at Big Tech's Gym, which is the strongman gym that they own. Awesome. Well, that's that's fantastic. I might have to come check out both of those places, guys. Uh, that would be uh, the great to come see you there. So uh, stay tuned to the horn this week. We're going to give you a, a lowdown on how to win those prizes and make sure you guys go support Melee Fighting Championship. Awesome. And real quick, um, to stay updated, if you can go to our Instagram page, which is going to just mf.championship, just type in Melee, M-E-L-E-E -E, Fighting Championship. It should pop up. Um, all of our links are on there as well. Um, you get to see all the fights. We do have public weigh-ins this Saturday. Um, it's open to the public to see all the face-offs. That is at Black Sheep Boxing and MMA up north. Um, so if you want to come meet some fighters, we're also going to have some really uh, uh, big-name people there as well. Come shake some hands. Um, you could even buy some uh, uh, buy some products, Some uh, get some early, uh, early bird specials on some products. Um, that is open to the public again uh, at noon, and then the live weigh-ins will be at 1230. Well, that, that'll be cool, too. And, and you have great guys, right? Eric Nixick, obviously a great coach. Uh, Francis Ngannou's coach, right? Uh, you mentioned Andrew yes. Craig. I think you're saying Eve Edwards, the, the, uh, the jiu-jitsu yes, master. Yes, yes. yes Eve himself. Yep. And, uh, and there's some other celebrities and, uh, and some uh, fighters that will be there as well, which uh, I know you guys can't announce just yet. So, well, what a great, uh, what a great fight event. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more about your successes, guys. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity and looking forward to speaking with y'all more. Eddie, that was awesome, right? I'm excited that we have fighting, we have MMA and kickboxing here in Austin, Texas. So guys, like we just said, check them out this week. And Justin the Smash Simmons, who's going to be on next on Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, he is the ring announcer. If you remember, we talked to him a few months ago about Melee Fighting 1. Now we have Melee Fighting 2. So, Eddie, there's some other combat sports. There's no UFC this weekend, but there is a little bit of boxing. Light heavyweights this weekend, Jordan. 
Coming to you from London, Arthur Betterbiev takes on Anthony Yard for his IBF, WBC, and WBO titles. You want to see as good as it gets, and you want to see where Canelo cannot go. Check this one out on ESPN+. Plus. All right. Uh, stay tuned, guys. Sports guys talking wrestling. Coming up next, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. It's the most exciting. Are you going to be on as well? I am. It's the most exciting time of the year. You know I love the Royal Rumble, and not because I'm interested in seeing what's happening. And by the way, it sounds like The Rock no longer, no longer is going to have anything to do with uh, WrestleMania this year in L.A. He may not be very happy about uh, Vince, Young, Vince uh, McMahon coming back. So maybe, uh, maybe we don't see The Rock, and maybe it's just all Cody Rhodes. But it's the Royal Rumble, and uh, I think we all pick. I think we're all hoping that in the Royal Rumble pool, we all get Cody Rhodes' number. That's right. Jordan doesn't care so much about the Rumble, just the gambling, because he's a degenerate. I love it. I, I, it's, I love the Rumble pool. So, guys, we are proud to be the MMA Show of Texas. Tell your friends. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, 104.9 The Horn, 101.9 FM, and hornfm.com. Uh, check us out, Fight Night ATX, on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook, guys. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.